That was like tiny little drumsticks. <laughs> An instrument was my dignity. That's it. He drum rolled his way to shame. <laughs> Bienvenidos, damos y caballeros. Welcome back. Uh, hello. Uh, hello. Is that how they spell that in in uh, in Hawaii? Hello, ah. Hello, ah. Hello, maybe, ah. Maybe. Maybe. Hello, ah. Evening, evening, sir. And Adam, <laughs> he knows you so well. <laughs> and Mr. Riffraff, good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everybody. Um, th this is when your test step steps in straight away. Do you know the deductionist web series related reason as to why I'm wearing two hats? Episode four of series one. Is that why? Te technically, it was all of series one. To be fair. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought it was. Um, I thought you were doing that thing, and was it the fourth episode at the beginning of memory? You yeah, yeah. I changed. I, I changed that. Yeah, I changed that. It was. It was the bit we filmed outside of your dad's. Yeah. Uh, when yes, when I, I turned to the side and I, I'll say that be that way. So uh, which way? Around? So I, I look at this way and then I turn to the side, and this way. This way. Around. I was wearing two hats. I had my uh, my beanie hat underneath, and then for some reason I put my deerstalker on top, and we just never took it off. Just never took I didn't it off. At the time, we never noticed that. It was only until after. I'm sure it was just like when we were. You know, probably about a year in, and we had a few episodes Absolutely. out by then. We looked and we were like, yeah, that is definitely two hats. It's definitely Easily. two hats. So I um... like, shirts on. Two jackets. <laughs> two t shirts, two shoes. Oh, that works. Um... <laughs> we're trying to double it up. Uh, Rain Man style. I, no I noticed that the um, the other day on my on my Facebook memories, uh, it actually popped up the first notification that I had about the deductionist. It was the day before yesterday. I put out uh, put out a little a little statement. Uh, family family friends, me and my friend are going to be filming a web series. If anybody wants to join in, let us know. Two thousand and fifteen. Holy shit! Two thousand and fifteen. I know. We've hit the eight-year mark. <laughs> seven years. It's seven years. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good evening, VT. Good evening to whoever the Facebook user is. Yes, to the teacher, to the max. Woo! Indeed. So, um, we... Uh, well, I, I, I put out a, um, a, a series of posts the other day um just just because we'd had a, a, a couple of questions come in and i figured rather than answer it one at a time we'd open it out to um to the the whole nature of of an ask me anything but it's an ask us yeah. anything so um I, I mentioned that we would be live streaming on wednesday instead because i'm going away uh, so if you have anything about oh. me or adam or sherlock or cookies and anything else and get your questions in, and we've had we've had to be fair, more more, more than what? I heard it's all cookie related. Yeah, yeah, but not not the edible kind. Everyone's been asking questions about my dog. Oh, ah. So for for the next um, I, 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 seven hours, I think we've got it planned for. I'm just going to live stream Cookie. That's all I'm going to do. <laughs> He's going to be answering the questions. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the answer to this puzzle is chewing your paw. Okay, nice. <laughs> the grand irony is knowing that his luck, it would it would probably be. Um, greets from the what? My happy pills brain wants to know if you ever had the Bosch ball. Greets from hospital. Well, Jackie, I, uh, I, 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 I hope you're, hope you're well as can be expected. But you certainly sound like the happy pills are great. Um, I, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't know what the Bosch ball is. Um, it, it, it sounds fun. It sounds like it could be anything from a helter skelter to like some kind of DIY appliance. <laughs> I thought it was like a haircut. Could be, could be a haircut. Jackie, if the pills wear off long enough for you to tell us, by all means, and we'll get it done. So I open this out to you, first of all, sir, in terms of the, 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 the I don't know, the, 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 the subject matter heading for the questions, whatever oh. you... I was in Dan Bosch, that's quite right. I was in Dan Bosch a while back. Yes. Ah. I never even thought of that. I never even thought of that, Jackie, when you mentioned. I do apologise. Dan Bosch is uh, is in Amsterdam. Uh, not in Amsterdam, excuse me. It's in the Netherlands. Sorry, just an hour's train ride from uh, Amsterdam. Okay. And uh, uh, the Bosch ball was, was food. Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm saying this now. The Bosch ball I was offered was food. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna qualify that. The Bosch ball I was offered was food. <laughs> Just um, up in a dark room. Yeah, it was it was in a little white carrier bag. Um, <laughs> but no, 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 I didn't. I didn't actually have any. I didn't actually have any. So, in terms of the headings, we've got um, we've got skill set, we've got writing, we've got deduction, we've got puzzles, we've got cookies, and I believe that's it. Ooh, puzzles. Puzzles. Okay. Um, so they're asking us to solve. Well, so if two plus two equals four, what does two plus three equal? No. Um, so th this one, I, <laughs> this one came in from um, Vito Vito underscore Ryu on my uh, on my Instagram page. Uh, and it says, uh, uh, been led by deductionism and puzzles to study heuristics recently. Any thoughts to share on the subject? So for those for those that don't oh, actually know, um, a, a heuristic is something that would enable someone to discover or learn something for themselves. Commonly speaking, in terms of the exploration of it, there are three different kinds, which would be... Um, uh, 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 yeah, let me see if I can find it. Um, availability, mm -hmm. repre representativeness, and anchoring and adjustment. Those are your three. But but in essence, uh, what what I imagine the question to be, yeah, would be uh, thoughts on the application of heuristics towards deductionism and puzzles. Uh, and the like. So, anything, any pearls of wisdom that we could share that would allow some someone to discover or learn something for themselves about puzzles and and deductionism uh, and the like. I mean, the main thing is go and find them, go and do some. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the simple answers are the best sometimes, aren't they? 
It's one right? of those, right? Yeah. Move on. No. <laughs> they are everywhere these days, aren't they? And they you, are. you get more creative as time goes on. There's that yeah. book you found earlier, was it? The, the hardest book in the world. Yeah. Stuff yeah. like that. That's the one. King's Jawbone. Which sounds like a title from a serial killer's diary, but uh, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> I, w- I would say if we were going to sort of offer any pearl of wisdom, mm. it would be about confirmation. It would be about mm. confirmation. I-, I would imagine, as he's mentioned, deductionism and puzzles, Yeah, that uh, it's, it's kind of like how one would lead into the other and, and vice versa. And the like, yeah. in that people essentially are deductionist-flavoured puzzles. Yeah. I'm, right. Another one would be, um, go. I'd, I'd go on YouTube and I'd go to um, Sholto Inc. Uh, and I'd play uh, the Adam, game. What's this? What's this about? And then, and then, and then I'd go and play the other game, the, the Sholto Masabi game. And I'd, and I'd have a go with them. You know, that, that, that yeah. for me would would do it. <laughs> I think. Do that. But, do that. <laughs> But that, in and of itself, is uh, is a deductionist puzzle created by deductionists for deductionists. If you know, if, if I can't paraphrase that that American yeah. president, I think it was a Kennedy. I'm not 100 percent sure. It's not what you can do for your country, but what you know, what not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country, uh, uh, and the like. But uh, confirmation: a puzzle is nothing without confirmation. So if it is that you are people watching, which is a great drill to practice. Uh, and the like to to practice those dots being connected as speedily and as sharply as as you uh, as you are able to. The the next part of that is is confirming what you've been seeing, right? It's confirming what you've been seeing. So I, I'll link it to one of the other questions that just popped in as well. What are the signs that tell you you're looking at a mechanic? Like the 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 short answer to that is yes. That's that's uh, that's that's the short answer, uh, because it would depend on what time of the day you're seeing you're seeing the mechanic and the kind of mechanic uh, uh, that it is, uh, you know. Um, but I, I'll I'll get into that particular particular bit in a moment. If you've observed a person that you believe to be a mechanic, that person then becomes Schrodinger's mechanic until you confirm, mm. right? <laughs> he would he or she would both be a mechanic and not be a mechanic the only way to check which is by confirming in in that particular area um so to to kind of wrap that one up mr Vito underscore ryu uh hashtag greatest username of all time um <laughs> uh, that's that would be a heuristic that i would share on there in terms of the signs that you're looking at uh, a mechanic you're looking at uh, uh any any kinds of um, goggle marks, any kinds of face covering marks, depending upon whether it is, uh, uh, this is my terminology, this isn't the terminology that mechanics use, depending upon whether this is light structure or heavy structure work in that it, light structure would just be nuts and bolts, fix this wire, screw this, uh, th- screw this into a hole, that kind of thing. Your heavier structure would be things like your, uh, your engine dismantling, your 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 services that you're doing uh, and and the like. If a door needed welding back on, uh, anything that's a bit kind of heavier in that way. So you'd be looking for eye protection, whether it be the visors that go that that are pulled down for the welding. So you're looking at those kind of uh, 
looking at oh it's gone looking at those kind of uh hat related marks uh to, to eye protection marks and the kind of tight lines underneath you're looking for um the appearance of weather-worn skin from indoor workers because there is lots of rough material uh, to, that would develop um, the, the, the kind of brash skin uh, skin that then is uh, interacting with cleaning products day in, day out. Excessive use of rubber gloves, be them in their pockets or on their hands uh, and the like. Oil marks, overalls. And something that, are, again, it's just my terminology, so I hope this comes, this comes across. It would be a latent strength to the handshake in that it is a handshake that is effortlessly strong. Um, that, that's, that's, that's a handshake of a grafter uh, and the like, because their default is putting their body behind the things that they do. So when they shake hands, it is effortlessly strong. Another good one as well is you can see between the, uh, the, the dry skin lines, you can see where the, the mud and the dirt and the grease has kind of gone between. The, they look like little tiny black lines that are uh, adhering to the fingertips in, in that way. Um, so that that would be your brief run by uh, of a mechanic, and and it is only brief, because when you're when you're looking at jobs, that's that's the holy grail of deduction to to know what somebody is by looking at them. So I could and have waxed lyrical on this particular topic for hours on end. Um, what do you say so, about like um, go on, mate. for mechanics and stuff? A lot of them on the like the wheelie boards that go underneath. So. When you see some someone who's just come out from underneath a car or a van, sometimes they can walk around, but it's mm -hmm. sort of got a bit of a you know they yeah. lean forward a little bit. Yeah, low, low, lower back tightening, lower yeah. back tightening, steel toe cap boots, uh, yeah. uh, these kind of thing. You know, it's um, it's it's all there. It's it's all there in that particular way. Boom, love it. Two questions done for the price of one. Yeah. What say yeah. you then, Adam? Next next one. Do you want deduction stuff? Do you want mysteries? Do you want Cookies, do you want? Oh, hang on, there, there's there's some there's some questions coming into the comments as well now. Bloody hell! Um, is is it possible for us to give some deduction tips from from the book? Um, I can answer that one straight away. Listen to any one of other podcast episodes that we've ever done. There's there's always deduction tips uh, that stem from the book in there. Um, a lot of this confucianism is a byproduct of intelligence. <laughs> do you think sadism is a byproduct? It depends on where your where your sadism is drawn uh, and where it's directed. Uh, in, in short, no, uh, no, I, I I don't think so at all. I think you that kind of thing. It comes from video games. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah, <laughs> how how else do you learn like vicious? Uh, vicious kind of uh, violent behavior i play grand theft auto 27 hours a day nine days a week <laughs> you watch the saw films it's, it's you know it's horrible that's it it's like on, it's, it, it's like the way the pirates talk about their code it's more like guidelines uh, yeah. actually they're, they're, <laughs> <laughs> um, no no i think this i think the sadism as a byproduct byproduct of intelligence comes from uh, representation in the media. Hmm. I, I know, I know several people who are card-carrying geniuses uh, and the like, and all they really have uh, as as a, as a kind of personality trait that would unify them is they just don't suffer fools easily. 
Uh, <laughs> and they're like, if you've said something dumb, they'd be like, no, that's dumb. Here's 477 reasons why that's dumb. <laughs> and they they would they would see it more as trying to help, but in their own very direct kind of way. Uh, yeah. In in that way, uh, that's that's the only that's the only area that um, that I that I see the two relating. If you're if you're sadistic and intelligent, I don't I don't I don't I don't find it, well I haven't yet found any any corollary in the data that says you are sadistic because you're intelligent yeah. or you are intelligent because you're sadistic this kind yeah. of thing you know if if all if all sadists were intelligent we'd never catch murderers <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's very true what, what were you saying there mate sorry i was going to say they, they weren't like uh they don't necessarily come hand in hand but they they can come and be there together but they don't yeah. necessarily have yeah one one is not one is not exclusive of the other exactly, yeah. you know it's it's like uh <laughs> you know on Facebook yeah yeah their, their, their relationship status would be it's complicated yeah absolutely yeah. <laughs> and they're like because that, uh, that's that's often been the folklore that's been written around ridiculously smart people is is that the smarter you become the speedier you understand so the world around you in essence moves too slow for you yeah uh, in in those particular moments, so it's not that you're sadistic; it's just you wish everything and everyone would catch up uh, yeah. in that way. Which is why most geniuses are pictured and written about being lonely, mm. you know, or, or rather rather alone rather than lonely. Yeah. I, th I think would probably be the best way of putting yeah. it from there. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll we'll, sh we'll we'll try and shoot through a ton of these because there's there's definitely more questions than we can cover uh, than we can cover in an entire podcast. Um, uh, it's it's complicated with humans, but if you view animals, it becomes a bit more transparent. I mean, absolutely. But then then you you have to view the two within realms of what our neurological capabilities are. Um, they they can be you know uh, uh, itemized as as part of the uh, as part of the data and the research. When it comes to animals, that's not a topic that I know a great deal about. Uh, in, in that way, the the intelligence of animals, other than dogs, because I've I've read about that I've I've read about that excessively, um, but that that's where I would imagine you would start to have to explore the differences between the two, uh, in, in that way. Awesome, love it. Um, right, what what do you want next, sir? What kind of question do you want next? Should we go mysteries? Let's go mysteries. Okay, so the first one I clocked eyes one was from Ocarina of Society. Who has popped up on these uh, a couple of times? To be honest, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ocarina of Society um, uh, asked the question: Have you ever done any research into the first mystery that was ever written? Oh, have you? Have you? I don't know what the first mystery that was ever. <laughs> exactly. Hold up my nose and maybe sneeze. <laughs> what would have been the first? Oh, I spoke. Um, so, it, it, exactly. So the the murder mystery as a as a as a written thing yeah. was was only um, really started to become more of a, a genre that people would get involved in due to the rise and need of police. So it was it was kind of like 
um, early to mid 1800s when they they first started being written about as a as a force in newspapers and notoriety of particular cases like people in the UK would know about stuff that was happening in America and vice versa and on the continent and these kinds of things so the the nature of the genre kind of pushed forwards and kind of like a, a Jack the Ripper type. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I have done a I've done a bit of work on, on this. Um yeah. uh, but it's by no means anything extensive by no means. Um so I, I will I will need fact checking on this, but I've I've only been able to trace it for, uh, as far back as um Edgar Allan Poe's uh, I think it was Murders in the Rue Morgue or Murder in in the Rue Morgue. It was in let me find it. It was in 1841 in um, in, a, in a magazine that had Graham in the title. Um, uh, again, you would you would have to Google that if you really wanted to know what it was. Um, but it was it was the exploits of C. Augustine Dupin uh, uh, and the like, who coincidentally Arthur Conan Doyle cited uh, as as an influence for some. Uh, for some of for some of the work of uh, of Sherlock and his antics and the like, he was this lonely, solitary, cleverer than everybody else kind of guy, who would often be written about as nose to the ground. My, uh, uh, <laughs> I nearly said microphone because I'm looking at a bloody microphone, magnifying glass, um, uh, nose to the magnifying glass, this kind of thing. Um, I can see those then, just to see how it's evolved into the genre it is today. Like you say, if Conan's taken some inspiration from that, then we we, we could do an episode on it. We could we yeah. could do some research and do an episode on it. Do you want? We could see when it first started, what it looked like, how it came to be. Was it the yeah. way it was? Because I can't imagine it was written in this murder mystery sense that we see. No, uh, no, it, it was it was it was definitely the Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, I'm doing it again. Edgar Allan Poe flavor. Um, uh, uh, in that way, it was very gaunt, very dothic. It was very much like uh, the way I imagined the written version of the film, The Raven. You know, the film with John Cusack in. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, the yeah. way I I imagine that would have been written if it were an Edgar Allan Poe. That that kind of the way that the streets looked and the actions of Edgar Allan Poe in this particular scenario. And and you know, John John Cusack does a great job of uh, being arrogantly smart. <laughs> it, it really does, uh, and like if you if you've ever seen um, Con Air, yeah, he's just he's br he's brilliant in that film. John John Cusack is he's brilliant wearing his wearing his sandals and everything. I was going to say he was the first um, post Hefton sandal wearing gun wielder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yeah. So there you go. That's that's to the best of my knowledge. That was the first uh, the first murder mystery that was ever written. But there were games going uh, as as far back as as medieval times, seventeen hundreds, sixteen hundreds. I don't know if you ever played this in uh, uh, in English class. I only played it in English class. Wink murder, where you where you'd where you'd sit around in a group. One person yeah. would be sent out of the room. The murderer would be chosen. Uh, the yeah. person from outside would have to come back in and stand in the middle of the circle. And it was the killer's job to kind of look at people and go uh, over over this way. And if you were winked at, then you would um, then you would have to die in an overtly dramatic thirteen year old <laughs> kind of way with a ah. Uh, 
But it was it was because no one else was playing, so it was just me. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 we would normally do is um, we we'd send we'd send the person out and then just lock the door. <laughs> we just lock the door, carry on with glass. And to be oh, fair, well, the first the, the first couple of times, <laughs> the the first couple of times that was the teacher's idea. That wasn't even the student's idea. <laughs> Someone objected from class. Yeah, it it was like going, "You're all right, sir. You're all right." You'll <laughs> do, pig. Yeah, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Okay then, sir. Next topic. What's our options? So we've got some deduction stuff left. Um, where uh, well, I'll, I'll mention this one as well. Uh, it was from uh, Nate Burley. I've known Nate for many years. He runs uh, a podcast called um, Come On Palace: uh, A Walk in the Dark. Um, he was just saying, uh, not, not a question. Hope you're doing well. Uh, so so thanks, mate. We're we're all we're all doing as well. I think uh, in true British sense, as well as can be expected. <laughs> I think is the uh, I think is the, the the best way of putting it. Um, so yeah, in no, terms of well for us, it's just we're just well. Yeah, in terms of topics, we've got uh, writing deduction. There's still mystery ones left, and uh, I don't know. I just put title it as Sherlock Holmes and cookies. Yeah, let's do um, writing. Writing, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. So this one was from actually on the uh, on the YouTube channel itself. I will try and pronounce the name because it will be hilarious. Um, it was from from who? Adam Gollumorley. No, no. Uh, I, I I still stumble around that name to this day. <laughs> it it still brings me joy imagining D A trying to say your name and then just giving up and calling you Adam. Gollumorley. <laughs> yeah, Gollumorley, Gollumorley. Like no, just just it's not that hard. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, so this is from uh, Yessa Mizugi, Mizuhi, Mizugi. I don't know, Mizugi. but that that's that's what it looks like anyway. And the question is, uh, will you make another volume of your book, The Monographs? Please say yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> there, there, there is. I should say yes, please. <laughs> well, no, I, I, I have, I have spoken about this on the podcast uh, again before, um, but the, the reason, the reason it's taking so long, and it is taking a long time, is because I chose to, to uh, yeah, I chose to do the groundwork in terms of the research ahead of time, given the topics that I'm going to be discussing in the book. So, I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I did a degree, <laughs> I got qualified, uh, qualified as a doorman. Uh, and the like, and there was various amounts of work experience and everything, and all of that kind of stuff, uh, as well as the actual writing topics that um, that, that that went into it. Um, but uh, it's 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 called it's called. Do you, do you want to do you want to see the prologue? <gasps> Holy shit! Do you want to see the prologue? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> hang on then. I mean, let me let me bring the page up, and then I'll share my screen. Um. Is it Sherotica? There it is. 
just that's all you're getting. That's all you're getting for now. Oh, I'll I'll, I'll leave it. I'll leave it to that paragraph there uh, at the bottom, so that if people if people want to uh, read it during this time, they can. Uh, and and this is just the <laughs> this is just the eighth draft. <laughs> um, so it, I just made out. I will not be looking to qualify as a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Before you ask any more. <laughs> be, because I, on a personal level, I, I <laughs> yes, Elry making a great point. Another volume of mon of the monographs. Would that not be polygraph? <laughs> I suppose technically, I suppose technically it would, um, but I'm I'm not I'm not referring to this as uh, uh, another monograph, more a follow up to that collection. Um, so uh, in essence, if the first one were more about if Sherlock were alive today, what would allow him to what would be in his head to allow him to do what he does? This is more about um, what if Doctor House were a real person. Um, what would be in his head to allow him to do what he does, and let's let's get this clear right from the get go. This will be basic house, house light, L I T E, because there is no way that I can do that that fictional human being justice with one mere book. <laughs> there is no way. That, that... Doing a part three, <laughs> three. 147 yay um so yeah this is uh this is the the, the kind of the opening page uh, and the like and um there you go that's that's enough of that stuff so um in short there is there is a follow-up coming um it's called it's called a a house out of a homes awesome, awesome. <laughs> a house out of a homes it will be it will be uh, somewhat more monolithic as an undertaking from the experience of an author which I am and that still sounds quite douchey to say out loud I'm an author but you are bad <laughs> yes I know but I don't like saying it because it makes me feel sick um, so there we go <laughs> and the like five he throws up on it I've a bit, given uh, given the the exploits of bouncers and what what you know doormen have to see um, there is uh, 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 nine pages so far on vomit. Wow! <laughs> Such a big focus. A A A five pages, just to qualify that. A five pages, not A four. <laughs> nine. I've a lot of nine. Experience with myself, so. Over me with a notepad all those times. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Remember when, remember when I, when I took samples and was smelling it? That's not just how I get down. Like that's 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 for legitimate purposes. You're off me at one point. I didn't know why. Now it all makes sense. Now you get it. It all makes sense, mate. There is there is a method to my insanity, uh, madness. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, next topic. What do you want, sir? Ooh, I mean, got to go down there. I'm curious about cookies. Cookies, okay. <laughs> so this was from uh, this was from uh, Casey. Um, she uh, she runs um, she runs a blog online called Ramblings of a Deductionist. Uh, so uh, check check it out. Um, um, 
I don't know if it's just on Tumblr, uh, but that's the only place I've seen articles. There, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is there, there is the website version, and you can check it out as well. Check it out anyway, because it, it's it's great stuff. Uh, you know, we've I've, I've been training Caitlin uh, for a, a while now, a, a good number. I think it, I think it may actually be close to a year. Um, I, I don't know, um, but she she simply asks, and I'm so glad you chose this because they've been sitting here. Uh, uh, eyeing me up for so long. I've even saved some of my coffee uh, <laughs> ahead of time. Um, so long. <laughs> uh, the, the question is simple. What's your favourite type of cookie? Oh, uh, white chocolate chip from Subway. That nice. Good shout. Warm that up and put it with some ice cream, some caramel. So sea salted ice cream. Jim Jam Jahar, be careful how you use it. It's fucking incredible. A great show. Oh. Maddie mentioned that the other day. The, the, the Kung Fu sheep, was it? Jim Jam Jahar! Yeah. <laughs> um, for, for anybody else, if you're not familiar with uh, kids TV in, in the UK, then you're not going to have any idea what we've just spoken about. But um, that's Adam's. My, my particular favourites are, are any brand. Mine's more of a style. Um, I'm not fussed about the brand, so long as they so long as they are the fat chunk, half coated cookies. Nice. <laughs> now we're going to cover cover the camera, and we're just going to give him about ten minutes, folks. He's going to have his way. I'm going to need to take a moment. David Attenborough, this shit. As you can see, the wild cardle dips his cookie seductively into his brew. He realises that it's simply not enough. He must run to the shops and leave the podcast running for ten minutes straight. <laughs> you know what <laughs> makes it even better? There's there's a little bit of Bailey's in my coffee. A little bit. What's he doing in there? <laughs> yeah. A little bit. <laughs> this oh this riffraff this will sound big uh, i'm gonna put that on screen actually um this will sound big-headed but my favorite cookies are the chocolate chunk ones i bake well i i i reckon that we should be the judge of that yeah yeah know what i'm saying it only matters if they're big cookies <laughs> hey size doesn't matter Size doesn't matter when it comes to cookies. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you, have you seen Craig's Craig's remark? He was like, "Any cookie?" <laughs> Answers all of it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, right? If there's if there's cookies or relatively healthy sustenance on the table, I'll go for cookies every time. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, regardless of what they are, I'm not a cookie cookieist. Yeah. If I ever see you know anything with uh, that resembles health, healthy sustenance food on the table, you know that table's getting flipped. I just you know I don't need that slap in the face. What are they trying to say? No, as we've done many the time on Night Sound, right? Bring me this nonsense. I'm now banned from IKEA. <laughs> I always have flashbacks in this hat of um, of Joey when he's found the hat for officiating. Of this is for Minister Joey. This is for party time. <laughs> but 
But I, I, I just, uh, I just in my head, I look like Screech from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> you know, with the no, got, the kind of head. rotary thing yes. that that exists on top. Kind of, uh, God, these really these bad these bad. deer stalkers are bloody warm. Whew. Oh my! I feel like. <laughs> Often more cookies are just going to fall out. <laughs> well, uh, at least, at least you got it right. It makes me think. Come to the dark side. We have cookies. I'm there. Say it. Let's do it. <laughs> Red light, save me up, buddy. Show me where the cookies are. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's get the little green dude. Never mind with he's talking backwards. Give him a cookie. We'll get him as well. It'll be fine. <laughs> Winner. Right. Next. Next topic, dude. What do you fancy? Uh, Deductionist, deductionism, deductionist, deductionist or deductionism stuff. Okay. One of them. Was that was was that a subject? Or am I making that up? He's cocking. He's cocky. It's all cocky out. He's over to Yes. Where? Uh, two words. Film. <laughs> I always felt like when I would play that, I was going like this. Two. Is this the words or the syllables? Two words? Is that the words? Of this? I don't know. But I always yeah. felt like I was communicating some kind of heroin addiction. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, okay. Uh, just but, because they're, obviously with it being the Deductionic Podcast, there are uh, a load of deduction questions. So we'll do it this way. Do you want uh, a question from YouTube or Instagram? Or Instagram. Instagram, okay. Instagram uh, this one is from, uh, I'm going to spell this because I wouldn't even know how to try and pronounce it, S-R-O-Y-C-Z-E. How to assess if what we are deducing is right or just overconfident assumptions? Well, we, we touched on this earlier. It's, um, it's, it's, it's to confirm. Yeah, absolutely. I think a, a good example of, uh, of that is the podcast where we're talking about those YouTube videos we've seen where it's, just a, a very sort of vague deduction and, you know, pretty much a stereotypical kind of deduction. And, and that confirms that they must know everything about that subject matter. And that's it. This this means this, this means that. I think we've done it a few times in the podcast, haven't we, where we've spoken about it. And that's, yeah. I think that relates quite heavily to that, doesn't it? I agree. I agree, mate. I agree. Um, that's that's the overconfident uh, overconfident assumptions because there's no consideration towards context. Um, if, if it is the, the the question is directed towards um, live practice with real humans, which I assume from the nature of the question it is, then all you're looking at is uh, you need to confirm, and they're like, you need to confirm. It can really be as simple as that. Now, for a lot of people, that will that will stump you because it's a it's a confidence thing in terms of broaching strangers uh, and whatnot i don't care i don't have that concern but my my kind of go-to ruse um uh, in that way would be um i i'd i'd get out a little notepad and whatnot i would say um excuse me sir madam insert name of person here um i'm just from the local university i'm doing a social psychology degree to discuss how comfortable strangers are talking with one another i was wondering if i could just ask you a couple of questions and then you could rate me out of 10 in terms of how comfortable you are yeah very easy going kind of, you know. boom boom and then i then i get to ask about everything i've been thinking about uh, in yeah. that way, because I can rate the experiment in terms of okay, so what's your name? What do you do for a living? Do you have any pets? Great. 
And then if I if I connected something more more deeper as a deduction, I'd be like, okay, that was the first half of the experiment. There is a second half that has more personal questions on there. Nothing too much, you know, that you wouldn't expect anyone other than a friend to say, ask you, uh, ask you which which we aren't for the moment, and it would offer a chance for rapport building. Um, so, do you mind if I try with a uh, try with a couple of those questions? See how comfortable you feel. Boom. And it's totally on their terms. It's totally a believable entity um, uh, and whatnot. And what's the worst that can happen? They would go, no, thank you. Cool. Yeah. I'll go I'll go and practice with someone else <laughs> in that way. Right? You just need to make sure that you've got a notebook or some or your notes on your phone open so you've got something to corroborate your duplicitous circumstances that you've uh, that you've created for yourself. Sweet. Um, I mean, uh, I, I like shoving that person in the car, driving to the the nearby beach, burying them up to the neck, and then making them answer these questions on microphone until I'm satisfied. At which case, I'll <laughs> drop by their head and tell them to use their mouths to dig themselves out. I think that you know, e either one, really, either one. Both are, you know, effective. That's the next deduction question. Spot which one out of me or, me or Adam wrote for Shanghai Noon? <laughs> oh. Just saying. The answer is neither of us. Um, neither of us. Yeah. Um, here we go. Let's take one from the comments. How often have you ridden a train and do you love it as much as Agatha Christie did? Valid. I like that. I like that. <laughs> How often have you ridden a train, and do you love it as much as Agatha, Agatha Christie did? We the, spoke about riding a train before. I, I wouldn't say Agatha. I don't know if I, I don't know if not Agatha Christie too uh, relate to this, but I know we've talked about you filming you on a train mm. and doing these things. I remember you saying to me, "I've always wanted to do that on a train. It's so interesting the people right. you see on a platform trying to get you know the, the stuff you can pick up from people on a train." Everyone seems to be quite willing and open to to share something about themselves on a train, don't they? That yeah. There's a, a loud crowd yeah. usually like, on a train rather than yeah. any other form of. It's a, it's a little box of people that can't can't go anywhere until you fit you fit the destination. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In that way, it, it depends on the train in service, whether it be a long distance train or some kind of intercity tube metro, that kind of thing. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I think it's a great resource. Characters on a train, don't you? Yeah. Commuters from long distance journeys, yeah. workers, nights out, jobs, personal. It's it's all that. I mean, just to catch you up as well. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. That was Agatha Christie. Oh, not that committed murder, by the way. <laughs> yeah, Agatha Christie. Oh right. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, I, as as often as I can. Like uh, if 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 I ever go to London, which I'm ever want to, I'm taking this off my head's my head's so warm, um, which I'm ever want to do as often as possible. Uh, it's it's the train, because it's a, it's a double ended reason. I hate driving in London, um, because it is uh, it is an absolute nightmare, uh, and the trains are much better. And plus, it gives me some other opportunity to test my memory palace stuff. Boom, love it. Words are one stone. Uh, Johannes, uh, is that Stürmer? Stür Johannes Stürmer? Sorry, your surname's um, blurring in my comment stream. This question's quite loaded. How do you find out if you can trust a person as a business partner, for example? 
see that that takes me to like the apprentice alan sugar sort of uh, suffers this problem from time to time doesn't he and it, 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 it is i imagine it is troublesome the characters you meet in, a, in the business world mm. slash salesman that kind of thing i mean who uh, well i suppose you have some experience yourself with the uh, Without saying the name, Jay from HS. <laughs> he was uh, he was certainly a character, as it were. <laughs> yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> when when you yeah, well, what would you say, sir? First of all, what would you say? It's fine if you can trust the business, but I mean, again. Going back to the confirmation thing, finding out if they have a trustworthy past, finding out if uh, you know uh, they have done something. It might not always be accessible, but it's always good to know if they have been up to, to no good or anything like that, or doing a little bit of uh, research on them. Again, going back to The Apprentice, some of the stuff on there and the research they did is finding out how far people will go to get into, into a business sort of situation with someone and kind of, you know, sometimes you do have to do your research just to see if their means of doing, uh, of going into business with you is purely, you know, the right move to do. It's, it's, it's one of those where it can be, you know, just sort of focused on what they've done in the past hmm. uh, and where they're going in the future and where they want to sort of, go with you at that because sometimes you know when people start talking uh, talking to you about things and you're like mm. oh i've got this idea and they can get on mm. board with that and slowly and surely you can see things like oh they're trying to do this or that or they're trying to change it or trying to make it this and actually you know i want to i, wanna, I actually kind of want to do that and then the original idea sort of falls away a little bit like jay <laughs> as time went on it was kind of like oh you, you want us to do this now Right, okay, so you know, oh, I see. <laughs> right. So you're not actually going to pay us then, right? <laughs> um, in which case, bye bye. Um, but yeah, for, for me, mate, I, I, I pretty much exactly agree with you. It's more about understanding if you can trust them as a person before you can trust them as a business partner. Um, it, it's like it's, it's, a, it's a courtship uh, relationship of any kind. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you do when you first get together with a loved one, whoever that, well, whoever you start dating, if you're into them, whatever that is for you, whatever those words are, you you, you go on dates, you know, you go to different places, you, you do different activities, you increase your time together, you might go away for a couple of days, first of all, and you might go for a week, and then and they might meet your parents, and, you know, there's this kind of, uh, there's this kind of verification of, of what happens. Yeah. And it, it, don't be wrong, the, the, the technical capacity of what you would do with a business partner versus what you would do with like a life partner, very different, obviously, yeah. very, obviously yeah. very different. But the, 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 the kind of the kind of bullet pointed elements would remain the same. I, I would be going through particular standpoints like um, like if, if we were to me and you were to have to right now decide that we were going to go into business doing something, I don't know, selling cookies. Whatever yeah. it is, right? We're, we're gonna, we've got however many years we've been friends, 
all yeah. of the stuff that we've done for the deductionist, yeah. all of the stuff that we've done for Hero School, all of the stuff that we've done separately, the the kind of consoling of each other we've done back and forth when proverbial poop has hit metaphorical fans and all of these yeah. kind of elements that yeah. we can put some kind of trustworthy concern on going forwards to know that it, whatever it's happened... Fine in the other, as it were. You exactly. Show you, you're on exactly. the side if things are going south, you know you can say, oh, such and such, I feel like this, that kind of thing, rather than kind of be like, oh, I don't know if uh, I want to mention mm. <laughs> anything in, in that regard. Like you're saying, a new relationship, uh, relationship, you're testing the waters all the time, yeah. aren't you? And you're, yeah. Uh, see how you mean, like, uh, you know, you're trying things out with people and yeah. uh, try new things and you then you learn new things and what have you. And in a way, it's kind of like, I mean, I suppose uh, it's about mistakes and experience as well, isn't it? It's sort of like sometimes you have to just to find out if you can trust. Can comes with it just comes with that experience. You see, people who are in business can make snap decisions immediately on a person and be like, "I will not be going into business with them." I've looked over their uh, their CV. I've looked over what they've sent me, and I've just thought it ain't gonna. It's not gonna work out. You think, well, how can you? No, immediately. And it's probably because they've done this before and mm. they've had to do the mistakes mm. before they've realized, okay, no, that's that's a red light, that kind of thing. So unfortunately, sometimes it is just kind of to learn, to find out if you can trust someone is to first, you know, go out, go into something without trusting someone. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to dip your toe in the water, to dip your toe in yeah. the water. If you, if you go in into a relationship with somebody as a business partner, you've got a relationship there. If it is that the hypothetical requires you to not have anything, there's there's still some things that I do, uh, like um, uh, some some of the cases that I worked on. I had to work with people who I I, I, I didn't I didn't know and hadn't met until. Uh, you know, you, you go and get involved in the, in the kind of stuff that you're in. It's quite dark and potentially quite quite dangerous and this kind of thing. So to to pass the time or on drives and whatnot, I would mention the, the Three Truths and a Lie game. Um, but I, I, I wouldn't mention uh, you're going to tell me four statements about yourself. I would be saying you're going to give me four statements, three are, three are completely true, one, is, one of which is a lie. Uh, and obviously, I'm still trying to figure out which one is the lie, but I'm looking to see what topics they hit uh, yeah. uh, and the like, what topics they hit in terms of how quickly they're going towards something comfortable, what is their go-to comfortable element, what can they, not whether they enjoy it or whether they're able to or whatever, but what can they lie about and, uh, and be uh, inductively reasoned uh, around whatever that topic is, because then I can explore it further uh, uh, conversationally after the fact. Uh, indirectly or directly boom uh that's uh that's pretty good let's take what what are we now we're, we're into let's take let's let's try and cover we we can be quite quick and let's let's try and cover three more let's try and cover three more so uh, just to let you know then dude we've got one one from Insta, uh, one from youtube and the rest are from instagram so what, where do you want to go first go on let's go to youtube then done youtube okay youtube up there one second, here we go. So, this is from Jam Ninja. Great name. Great name. A Jam Ninja. Jam yeah. Ninja. Um, so, which, which of your fringe skills was the most challenging or took the longest to learn and practice? Fringe skills. Remind me again, we did fringe last time. Yeah, fr fr alternative skills. 
uh, and, and the like. If I mean, if you can consider the reading of body language a conventional skill within within deduction, which would be a, a slightly less conventional skill in that way. Um, I mean. To, for, for the last part of the question, you know, took the longest to learn and practice implies I've stopped. I I haven't. Uh, I I don't I don't like the term, the title, or anything related to mastery, uh, because it implies that there's nothing else that you can learn, and that that's that's not the case. It's not the case with anything. Um, my two pennies. Uh, you you want to fight me on it? We'll, we'll fight. Or what, what's that thing that they put? My my view is this. Change my mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what it is. <laughs> Fair enough. But th but that's what it is. There, there's many. There's many. Uh, there's many fringe skills uh, that required a, a little bit more practice for me. Pickpocketing was one of them, because I am I am quite a chunky beast, and I'm not exactly the most delicate of individuals. <laughs> So to successfully pick a pocket is quite quite something for me. Mostly, like, to give you an idea of my hand span, the average dinner plate, if you put it flat down, I can put my hand down and pick it up. That's just to give you an idea of, of how big my hands are. Um, so to be performing the dip inside of a, a, a you know, a, a suit jacket pocket, quite a challenge for me because some my, my my two fingers when dipping ain't got a lot of wiggle room from there. I'm pretty much filling, I'm pretty much filling the whole pocket. Uh, and and the like for those kind of things. Pickpocketing would be one. Um, reading animal hair, that was another one. So uh, horse hair, dog hair, cat hair, mouse hair, rabbit hair, uh, cow hair, um, and then all of the all of the different species therein uh, and the like. That was that was quite a challenge. Um, so somebody mentioned a couple of years ago. Yeah, you should have a look at spider fur. Nope. <laughs> I'm all right, thank you. I'm I'm all right. I, I don't want to do it. Why? It's, it's becoming more common. Maybe in Australia. Uh, maybe, <laughs> but I'm not going to Australia. So, no. Nope. Yeah. So, no, nope, not doing it. Why do you want to go to Australia? Well, everything is trying to kill you. Um, I just, that's why I don't want to go. <laughs> uh, did you ever see that little? Um, uh, I think it was a series of memes, uh, and why everything on Australia was trying to kill you. There was the uh, the giant spiders underneath the door handles on cars. There was a crocodile in the street. There was a there was a giant python um, uh, on somebody's veranda. Uh, you know, outside the door. This kind of thing. Um, Gee, I mean, I've <laughs> a crocodile coming up someone's loo, and they've had them. They've had them. Not a crocodile. What am I on about? A snake. Yeah. Snake came up someone's loop. Yeah. Um, not toilet with my bits hanging in there, and then suddenly the tongue of a snake lick them. Or maybe I do. It's terrifying. <laughs> what, what's is is that the, the, the kind of urban dictionary? Um, is it Poseidon's touch uh, from the the the. the the, the toilet related concern um google that at your own risk uh, <laughs> i'm i'm taking i'm taking no blame for your internet service uh, uh, history 
if it if it gives you something on the back of that. And uh, uh, John, uh, John, mate, I've I've just seen your I've just seen uh, your the your stuff that you've added onto YouTube. We're taking uh, just the last couple of questions now before we wind in. Um, but uh, let's let's add this now, then, guys, as there are a veritable bucket load of questions. Uh, Poseidon's kiss. Yeah, there you go. Poseidon's kiss. Um, as there are a veritable bucket load of questions, if the if the ask me anything stuff is something that you've quite enjoyed, let let us know in the comments, and we'll we'll maybe we'll, we'll maybe we'll do another one. We'll maybe we'll do another one. Um, so yeah, pickpocketing, animal hair reading, and uh, not not to kind of toggle on the back of the recent super smeller episode, but uh, uh, a smell deciphering of perfumes and aftershave. Was was pretty uh, was pretty challenging. Cigarettes, the brands, cigars, pipes, rollies, that's relatively easy after a, after a, after a while. Differing kinds of perfumes that I found much more challenging because my 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 kind of immediate response cerebrally was, "Don't care, smell sweet." On we go. <laughs> sweet as in bit as in tasting sweet, not sweet as in the surfer version of sweet. That kind of thing. Um, that is. Perfume. Yeah. Can you smell um, different types? Can I smell different types of what, mate? Cookies. Yes. Oh Why yes. Smell a cookie. Good lord. Uh, sorry, just to jump in as well. Uh, John's added uh, uh, twenty-two questions in. That's a uh, that's we we should get we should give John his own his own ask me anything podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> So we'll we'll take we'll take one of them for um one of them for uh, 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 posterity sake in a sec, um but yeah uh, cookies I uh, I can kind of do that by default anyway I, I know I know when to steer clear of the ones with fruit in and when not, um. <laughs> uh, so so to to that end then mate uh, a number between one and twenty two. Eighteen. Eighteen. Uh, any, it's, wow, this is really good, actually. Uh, any awkward or embarrassing moments while deducing in public? <laughs> in all honesty, in all honesty, no, right? In all, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Things happen in public. Well, did, well, well did you? Yeah, Just yeah, like, you. You can cover that in a sec, but let me let me tell you let me t let me tell you why. Um, with with awkwardness and embarrassment, uh, I don't have the capacity to feel those. I, like I I I I, uh, I can find no better way of saying it than I just don't care. <laughs> I just don't care uh, at, at at all. You know, it might make other people feel awkward or embarrassed around me, but. I I don't really have the capacity to feel that. Like I, I'll, I'll cite you an example. Um, last last year of high school uh, in the summer. No, sorry, last year of primary school going into the first year of high school. Uh, me and a group of friends were playing dares, and um, uh, I I got dared to go into the the local news agents in the nude, and uh, and buy uh, and buy a chocolate bar, uh, and they're like and. <laughs> Um, no, no, no sooner had they finished saying the dare that my clothes were off and I was already on the way. <laughs> I don't, 
it, it doesn't it doesn't kind of it doesn't affect me like that. So what you you were going to say that the kind of awkward and embarrassing stuff that that came out when we were deducing what what were the, yeah, some of the examples that you were going to say? Times when uh, we'd just be out and about and we'd say, well, let's have a look at this person. What are they doing? What are they doing? What's going on here? What's going on at Tesco? And yeah, they they've done this. They've done that. That guy's pissed as a fart, and they'd just be flying about in the background, that kind of thing. And we'd encounter a fair few of them along the way. Couldn't keep them in eventually, one or two. And then those times where I think you where you're going, filmed that, and you did an effect with a hammer and boxing. <laughs> yeah, the Graham pub. Yeah, the get the guy. <laughs> he went absolutely nuts. And he came out and he was just like, yeah, oh, you're scaring people in there. You've, you've done this. You're there. And you just sort, of, just sort of like stood there and you were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Everything he was saying was completely wrong. We were just like, mm. yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't really know what to do here. And you're like, just let him rattle on. Just let him rattle on. <laughs> just let on. him rattle on. Because at drunk. the end of the day, you've got to be a special kind of drunk to walk out to three bearded, heavily tattooed guys, one of which is holding a sledgehammer, and have a go at them. <laughs> it's just a, right, okay. Yeah, uh, we can't really see your point here. We don't know really no. what's going on. You don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was Ooh. another one. Go on, was it I've just remembered one. There was a, we were in a bar in Newcastle. <laughs> the, 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 the comic. Came in. Yeah, the guy with red hair. Yeah. And, uh, some kind of wacky voice, or he might have just been challenged. I'm not sure. And uh, <laughs> he started. We, we kind of knew it wasn't going to go well for him. This comedy routine he was yeah. telling us about, uh, and he was trying to get reassurance from Ian because there was no nobody turning up. It was just an empty bar. And he was like, yeah. oh, they are coming, aren't they? Do you think they're coming? And he was like, Yeah, they're probably coming. Mate. It, it's just it's, you know, it's, it's early early days, you know. And then turn to you, they're coming, aren't you? I really don't care. <laughs> I don't care, mate. I don't care. <laughs> but I remember, I remember you turning to me. It was like, oh god, it's just getting cringy. And I just went, "Well, you'll go away in a minute. Just relax." <laughs> um, and went upstairs. Yeah, and we never saw him again. He Glenn Millard. He totally Glenn Millard. Um, so yeah, there was there was a wedding that I did uh, a, a good few years ago, and one of my uh, one of my deduction games is I will I will figure out what you're carrying in your pockets, um, which which I've used to to quieten down uh, many rowdy person. If I know that you're harboring something in your pocket, you don't want me to know that you're harboring <laughs> in in your pocket and the like. Um, so I'm I'm going through the routine and whatnot, and this guy steps up. Go on then, right? Like Go on then, do me, and they're like. So I I kind of I kind of took a step back. I was like, look, I'm I'm not I'm not about this kind of confrontational endeavour. We could go all on about your iPhone sighted the model, uh, your your black leather wallet that contains around five six pound, uh, and the exact number of pence. Um, uh, I, I didn't give. I, I'm, I'm trying to be bland because I know what I'm leading up to. So I'm trying to make him think he's up here when actually he's here. So I'm, I'm going about the five, about five, six quid in something like that. Your lone car key that you left the actual other bunch in in your in your Vauxhall Corsa on the car park. But 
the confrontation all has to stop when you tell me how much of it you're carrying. And he went, what? How, 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 much, how much are you carrying? 50 quid's worth, 60 quid's worth. And by this time I'm going, how much are you carrying? 50 quid's worth, 60 quid's worth, and the like. Is, is, that, is, that, is that allowed on the ground? <laughs> and you can't you, you just watch him go oh shit <laughs> and they're like yeah he'd um he, he was he was he was carrying cocaine uh, and and they're like yeah he was carrying cocaine um <laughs> so that 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 might be um that might be uh, uh, uh embarrassing um, uh, uh, you know that, that way around. Uh, lovely. Um, so here we go. That was that was one from there. So we've got uh, we've got. Well, are we what time are we? Let's do let's do the two more. So we got two more. Um, let's go number between one and eight, dude. Just on the first page here. Five. Who? Five. Five. We've had that one. That was uh, Ocarina's uh, uh, first mystery ever written. Two. Two. Um, <laughs> we've actually had that one. Uh, that was uh, v that was Vito underscore Ryu's uh, heuristics and stuff. Six, six. <laughs> that was KC's cookie. <laughs> it's just so you know, it's not planned. Uh, we're just picking them at random. Uh, so yeah, you know, let, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. So we've got uh, we've got three, four, seven, and that's it. Three, four, and seven. Three? Three. Uh, the most important rule of deduction. Most important rule of deduction? Yeah. What is the most important rule of deduction? Did you say it was uh, being unbiased? That, that's, that's a very, a, a, right. a very, that, that's a very good heuristic right. uh, to, to use to, uh, to use to, to reason with. Um, me simply, everything's relevant until it's not. Brilliant. Yeah, that's 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 your most important rule. Everything is relevant until it stops being relevant. Yeah, uh, well, you know, the word in the name, isn't it? Deduction. Yeah. Did you? That that is is a sentence I coined based on my love of the film Roadhouse. Nice. And and I've 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 taught I've taught bouncers and security guards and martial arts with the kind of uh, Roadhouse philosophy. Have you seen Roadhouse? I have seen. They're remaking it with Jake Gyllenhaal. I know, and Conor McGregor. <laughs> what? Yeah, Conor McGregor's in it. Don't, don't. Uh, Craig's Craig cited my other one as well, uh, which is uh, which is awesome. It's not about you. That's for, that's yeah. one from my uh, my my three tips uh, on deduction video that I did a while back. Um, but the, the the kind of roadhouse for lot there was a scene when Patrick Swayze is brought in to teach the, teach the bouncers and whatnot, and they, he said, if, "If a guy comes in and does this, be nice. If a guy comes in and does this, be nice. Yeah, well, what if a guy does this? Be nice. I want you to be nice until it's time not to be nice." Uh, and then, the, then this, the, then one of the guys in it. Yeah, well, what if he calls your mother a whore? And Patrick Swayze, without missing a beat, comes back and goes, "Is she?" <laughs> right. <laughs> but that, that to me, kind of crystallised the whole nature of it. 
we we can we can take care of everything uh, until there is a time for us not to take care of that information because it's either surplus to requirements or it's just not something that we can use at that particular time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, th there you go. That would be the most important rule. So there we go. We've got um, we've got four and seven left. One, one. We'll do one. I realize I held up two fingers, but one. <laughs> seven. Um, seven. Uh, this is from Sant underscore HR, which I hope isn't the Human Resources Department of Podcasts, because if it is, then we are screwed. Um, Come for his Ben. Yeah, off. exactly. <laughs> How can you remain observant despite the pressures of adulthood? Wow. Mm. That is a loaded yeah. question. That is a loaded question. Time goes on. We could we could we could look at the the kind of it's almost becoming a, a an, an overused trope in this podcast or or in my writings and ramblings and whatnot. Uh, but it originally started with Conan Doyle. Emotional qualities are antagonistic to clear reasoning. They are. They are. Um and and would you say uh we were you more emotionally distracted or distracted when you were younger rather than you are now? I would. No, I would. I would. Um, I, I've, I've kind of... <laughs> it's going to sound much more dramatic than I actually mean it to be. Um, but I, I, I can't think of any other way of phrasing it. I've, I've been this way for as long as, as long as I can really recall now, since like sort of 10, 11 that's that's how how it kind of set in uh and it, it was it was when i started reading uh, about confucius uh, and the like and and i came across the whole if you find a job you love you'll never work a day in your life that kind of thing um yeah. but there was there was one that stuck out to me uh, a, a little more regarding problems which which adults face on a daily basis you know um, where am I going to eat? Rather, how am I going to eat today? Which cupboard can I keep my children in? You know, these are the kinds of things that, that plague a person. How do I keep that body? <laughs> Phoebes is over there. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was a it was it was a sentence to do with uh, problems. In that, there are two types of problems in the world: things you can solve and things you can't. And why would you worry about either of them? Exactly. Which, which again, don't get me wrong, is easier said than done. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's 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 easier said than done. But no, it, 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 what, what was that, dude? Sorry. Lots of it is that, isn't it? It's, I suppose it's kind of like trying to find a way to keep that in mind. Yeah. Make that as simple as it sounds. Yeah. Like, what what would some of the problems be that that uh, the uh, the pressure of adult could stop you from being as observant about? I don't know what's what's a what's an average everyday problem for a grown up. I suppose um, I don't know. Like I say, if if you've got a lot on your plate, if you've got kids or something like that, you need to be here. You need to be there. Pick such and such up from school. Got to get to the bank mm -hmm. to do this, that, whatever. You're more maybe sort of daily routine focused than you are. Yeah. Only focused. Yeah. So you've, you've 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 got a lot of errands to run. Yeah, you got a lot of errands to run. Um, so you could think about that as, well, I've got to work, and then after work I've got to do this, and then after work I've got to do this, and then I've got to do this, and then I've got to do this, and then be with the kids and talk to them. And you could think of it that way, or you could think about it as, 
I finish work, then I'm going here, then I'm going here, then I have to do this, and when I've finished, yeah, I can read. Or when I've finished, I can practice. Or when yeah. I've finished, I can... It's, it's, the, it's the important little changes to how you self-reference a problem. Rather than thinking, I'm not going to be able to do this because of all of this, you would think yeah. of it in terms of, I will get to do this when I've finished, or I will get to do this when I've finished. You know? Uh, what, mate? Like, like, like a positive narration. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's that's something that I, I I took from uh, from memory work, particularly from uh, from Elizabeth Loftus, who who wrote eons of material on the on the fragility of memory and how words can affect it, whether it's come coming from other people or from from internally. Like I have, and I'm not directing this directly at you, but more anyone listening. Have you ever stepped up to something and thought, "Well, I'll never be able to be able to do that," and then either. Either you haven't done that, or it's so insanely hard <laughs> after, after the fact. And again, I'm, I'm, I'm not insinuating that you can think your way out of everything, because you can't, right? But that's where it starts. That's where it starts, yeah. with your ability to tackle these that's tackle cool. these kinds of things uh, uh, and the like. Um, so, yeah, ch change. Uh, it was in it was in Darren Brown's uh, happiness and the like, which is upstairs. Uh, it's in one of my other bookcases upstairs. Um, he told a story of um, uh, uh, Andy Nyman uh, uh, and some some young girl that that came to meet him after uh, after a show a show he'd done. Uh, and in the end, it boils down to telling yourself better stories uh, and the like. If if you've had a shitter of a day at work, if you've had that. First of all, that sucks. I'm sorry you've had a bad day. But if you've had that, what's going to feel better for you? Moaning about it for an hour or relishing in the fact that you're not there anymore? Exactly, yeah. But right. You really it's just too... Like you exactly. Say, you feel so desperately entitled to these emotions that you're feeling. But if you step back and... if you, Well, if you can step back just for a moment and think... Is this actually helping? Is it is it contributory, uh, and the like? That voice is usually ignored, isn't it? In those situations, yeah, there, yeah it is. Kind of like, well, no, screw that. I'm angry. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I'm Grown up smash. <laughs> yeah, and that's normally normally what leads us to you know a, a, a half empty bottle of Glenfiddich, three or four open packs of cookies, and Rick and Morty on the TV. I mean, I, mean um, I, I went to the newsagents um, and got a lottery ticket. Uh, I, I won a million quid and it was going great. I'm, I'm rich as fuck now. But then I stepped in poo on the way out, so I punched a child in the face. It, th these things just happen, don't they? You know, life's a bit <laughs> And now the parent owns your million pounds. <laughs> so there we go guys i um i i hope you've enjoyed this first kind of ask us anything broadcast that we've done um if uh if 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 you did then let us know we, we might do another one lord knows i think john needs us to do another one um <laughs> well uh there's the, there's the option to for us to try and trace uh murder mysteries as far back as we can find them uh, and the like, but yeah, thanks for thanks for stopping by. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. 
Um, absolutely loved it. Well, I appreciate that, LR. Thank you very much for stopping by. It wouldn't be anything without you guys. Not in a kind of blow, you smoke, blow smoke up your collective arsehole kind of way, but it wouldn't. It'd just be me and Adam sat here talking to each other, which we do often enough, but as it's a podcast, I figure it's best shared with an audience. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right, guys, so on that note, um, check out the merch if you haven't already. Uh, this episode will be released on a Friday. More episodes to come on a Tuesday. If there's anything you want us to look into, let us know. Um, hoping that we can get out and start shooting some more deductionist stuff again soon. Um, but until that time, I'm going away for a couple of days uh, as it's my one-year wedding anniversary, which is insane. How fast has that year gone? One A whole year. Oh, God. I'm going to have to stop giving her the drugs, see if they've actually worked and she wants to stay now. Um that was the last podcast before the wedding we'll do another one which is the last podcast before the divorce <laughs> John, John's loved it, top man Craig as well Cheers. thanks you guys uh, we're going to love you and leave you I'll, uh, we'll see you soon take care oh, oh.